there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another episode of T4C. If you're interested in marketing or advertising, or if you're majoring in math, economics and statistics and have no clue what you want to do when you graduate, then this is the episode for you, my friends. But before I introduce you to my super interesting next guest, I want to thank you sincerely for listening to T4C. And I have a quick favor to ask you. Time for Coffee's mission is to help college students, grad students, and young professionals to turn their degrees into careers they love but we can't help them if they don't know about us. I would greatly appreciate your help in elevating T4C's profile by spreading the word about it on your campus, through your sorority or fraternity or whatever clubs you belong to, or even asking your career counseling office to promote it. And if you could please give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Thank you from the bottom of my coffee cup. Now it's that time. So please grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite cold brew or drip because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my guest is Rick Greenberg, the CEO of the digital marketing agency, the Kepler Group, which was recently acquired by the Q Collective. The Kepler Group was founded in 2012 and is an independent provider of digital and database services to Fortune 500 clients in the financial services, travel, retail, healthcare, and other industries. Among its many clients are PayPal, Bed Bath & Beyond, The Dish Network, Fidelity Bank, American Express, and J. Crew. Rick is a marketing veteran whose experience extends from brand management back in the early 90s when big data was having more than one coupon code in the market at the same time to helping today's leading brands dynamically market across the dozens of digital channels and thousands of marketing moments that touch each consumer every day. Prior to founding Kepler, Rick was SVP Americas at Media Math. He was a partner at Rosetta and a brand manager manager and assistant brand manager at Unilever and Procter and & Gamble. Rick, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? I have my mug with me and I'm raring to go. Awesome. What is your brew of choice? This morning, I am drinking a humble cup of American-style coffee. Awesome. All right, Rick, we are going to dive right into our 10 espresso shots. The first one being, what is entry-level jobs are available to young people who want to break into your field of marketing? You know, Andrea, there's a huge range of jobs and functions within this field. Within digital marketing, you can be a content creator, an influencer, a designer, an analyst handling vast quantities of data, a media trader, even an operations specialist, because the logistics that exist behind all of this are complex. And so you can really exercise any interest that you have in business or design or math within the field. And the issue is that it's unlikely that anyone who really hasn't experienced the field is going to know what each one of these functions requires and whether it's a good fit for them. So my recommendation is always to get exposure however you can. While you're still in school, people can get involved in clubs or activities that use digital advertising or social media or email marketing. We've had people that help nonprofits with their digital outreach efforts. We've had people, obviously, that get internships during the school year or during summers. But obviously, 
not everyone has that chance. And so even for people that haven't had the chance to experience the industry before they're applying for a full-time job, and we encourage folks to think about whether they want to be at a company that has a wide range of these functions and the ability to help people experience lots of them before they make a decision as to where they're going to focus for the long haul. Fantastic. So Rick, what is a useful skill or skills that you look for in the young people that you hire at the Kepler Group? There's really not hard skills as far as specific marketing experience or specific data experience. We're really looking for qualities in people. So we look for folks that are precociously smart, but simultaneously bring a degree of humility to the table. Prima donnas don't really work very well in our company. We're looking for folks that can handle unstructured problem solving because what we do changes every day and the client situations that we're faced with change every day. And clients are looking for our people to help solve these complex issues. They're not just looking for folks that can rinse and repeat the same things day after day. So intelligence, unstructured problem solving skills, leadership skills, communication skills, those are really the crux of what we're looking for in a hire. Wonderful. What about someone's major? Is it a deciding factor to get into your profession? In other words, if they haven't studied marketing or if they haven't studied, I alluded to economics, math, statistics, is that a deal breaker? It's really not a deal breaker at all. In fact, I didn't study marketing at all in college. We certainly hire plenty of econ majors and we have folks that have had marketing classes, but we have just as many people that were psych majors or poli-sci majors. We have lawyers that work for us as just folks in the marketing field, government majors, et cetera. So it's not a deal breaker at all. I think for us, really the key is to demonstrate those qualities that I was alluding to earlier. So gentle pushback, because I think you and I are approximately the same age or around the same generation. Things have certainly changed in your industry from when you and I were in school. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've changed, frankly, since last month. But, you know, when I started in this business, it was a fairly simple business in that marketing plans were relatively simple. We ran advertising. We ran coupons. We talked to retailers about how to get our products featured. And we were able to really take our time and be thoughtful about what we did with not a lot of distraction. And now the amount of data that's running around, the amount of noise that's in the industry, the amount of control that consumers bring to the marketing equation, you can't just broadcast your brand anymore. You have to engage consumers where they want to engage. And so the complexity of the industry, the pace of change, the level of technology and data that's involved are vast compared to when I started in my career. And so... That's why those qualities that I was talking about are so critical, because it's about adjusting to that change. It's about leveraging, harvesting that change for the benefit of our clients. It's not about what you studied in school four years ago, because what you studied in school four years ago may not even apply today. Would it give young job applicants an edge if they did have some coding background, if they did have some computer skills or whatever would give them a better analytical insight and ability to slice and dice data? Yeah, I I think it can. One of the key things that we look for when we interview is the ability to take a data set and draw some conclusions from it. Unless you're applying for a technology group, we're not giving coding exercises or case studies, but we are asking people to look at a data set and try to find patterns and understand what's going on within that data. And you don't have to have a data background to do that. It's geared to be approachable for folks, but there's no doubt that if you have data background, programming background, experience working with big spreadsheets, et cetera, that you're probably walking into that interview with some advantage. Fantastic. 
What about a graduate school degree? You mentioned that you have hired lawyers, and this is less so for the entry-level positions, more so for people who think they want to stay in this industry to make it to a very senior level. I haven't found that it's required to make it to a very senior level in this industry. I don't have a graduate degree. To make it to a senior level, I think the key is to be able to approach situations and clients and employees as a very grounded person that can handle situations and crises and problems in a mature fashion. If a graduate degree helps you get to that state, you should absolutely go get one. But if getting two or three more years of work experience and more diversity of work experience gets you there faster or better, that's going to be just as valuable. And frankly, it's going to be cheaper. So I think the path that you take is up to you. But I think the destination has to be how do you bring experience and poise and grounding to complex situations. And I would also think, Rick, based on what you said just a few moments ago, that the industry is changing and evolving so quickly that what you studied four years ago may no longer be relevant, that perhaps it makes more sense for young people to be prepared to take online courses and do a lot more learning maybe in their free time than they would be if they had started in the industry 20 years ago. I think that's right. I think that's right. And it's not to necessarily discount the value of studying core subjects that are timeless and applicable to business. Understanding the core principles of marketing is helpful. The fundamentals of how brands and consumers interact as far as brands having to bring value to the table, bring benefit to consumers, engage consumers in a productive way, focus on commercial success and what the drivers of the business are. Those are all fundamentals that haven't changed since I started in the business in the early 90s. So it's not to say that studying core principles isn't going to help you in the long run. It is saying studying the functional details of what happens in the day-to-day tactics and marketing expires pretty quickly. So studying digital marketing in college five years ago might provide some leg up to help you get that job five years ago, but may not be applicable today. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Rick, what kinds of life experiences do you think are the most useful for someone starting out in marketing today? I think experiences that help you both develop certain skills, but also show those skills to a potential employer. These people have grit. Can they be a team player? Have they exhibited leadership skills? Can they communicate in person and via email and written form? An interesting experience was I was at a dinner with my wife in the relatively small town that we live in in New Jersey, and a young man was sitting two tables away. The restaurant was relatively quiet, so I guess he must have overheard me mention something about my workday and approached me very respectfully during the meal and just asked if he could reach out to me and contact me to understand the industry better. He wasn't asking for an interview. He wasn't asking for a job. He was just showing that he understood the value of networking and learning from people in the industry. And the way that he handled it really said volumes about his qualities. But also when I looked at his resume, he had ventured out on his own within nonprofits. He had held leadership positions. He had been a communicator. And so he had no relevant experience in marketing. But I actually pivoted that conversation from an informational interview into an actual interview. And now he's part of the team. So those life experiences that were on his resume that showed those qualities really were critical in helping him secure a position within the industry. So as a result, you know, we look for folks that are leaders of their clubs, that are participants in endurance sports, that are captains of teams, that are debaters, folks that break out from just the pack and really stretch themselves and do so in ways that exhibit those kinds of skills. What a great story. And I love the fact that it turned into his getting hired. How long has he been at the firm now? 
I think it's been about a year. I mean, I have to confess, things move pretty quick around here. So it all kind of pours together. <laughs> I am sure. So Rick, what is the best part for you of being in the field of marketing? I think what's really great, particularly now, is that it is constantly changing and it is constantly creating challenges, but simultaneously creating opportunities for people like me and companies like Kepler to always be innovating and to always be acting entrepreneurially and thinking about what's next. And so I'm just thrilled about what we do and how the company has progressed and really enjoy coming to work every day. And I'm guessing the flip side, the part of your current job that sucks the most relates to some of what's the best about it. I mean, I'm not saying every day is a bed of roses. There's certainly issues that come up when you're running a business or you're growing a business. But the part that really frustrates me the most is I'm an entrepreneur at heart. So I'm always coming up with new ideas and initiatives. And it is critical in business to maintain focus or else you can just get scattered. And so the fact that I have to discipline myself and the group to not always do everything I want to do can lead to some frustration. Absolutely. So Rick, what is the best career advice you've ever gotten? There's two pieces of advice that I got that I still think about all the time as I go through life, but also as I coach and mentor people. One was always focus on putting points on the board. It's really easy, particularly when you're young, to join an organization and keep your head down and just sort of go with the flow and expect that the company is going to take care of you. And that's really not how it works. I mean, certainly companies have a responsibility to create opportunity for you and to create a positive work environment, but it's really the responsibility of the employee to show value and put points on the board every day. So even small improvements to companies that you're in, whether it's the company itself or the clients you're working with, they add up really quickly. And if you're the type of person that's always finding ways to drive improvement, big or small, that's the best way to build your personal brand. You know, the other piece is there's a really good chance you're going to land somewhere that isn't the right fit, particularly in the early days. I did it several times. It's really easy to go down the rabbit hole of anger or bitterness or resentment or disappointment in yourself for making the wrong choice. And that's just self-destructive. you got to find ways to learn from that experience. And you need to make sure as you look for what's next that you run towards something rather than run away from the job that you're dissatisfied with. Unless it's really toxic or abusive or dangerous, take your time, thoughtfully plot your next move. I ran away from jobs a couple of times and I really set myself back when I didn't need to. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that is such an important message, Rick, that young people not be so hard on themselves because most of us have a heck of a lot of twists and turns in our careers. And I think my takeaway now, after having done, gosh, close to 150 interviews on Time for Coffee, is that the vast majority of people had twists and turns and did not have a straight line. And so take comfort in that. Rick, two final espresso shots. What movies, if any, or Netflix, Hulu, Amazon shows, or fiction books do you think accurately depict this profession? I couldn't come up with one for this question. I haven't really found the movie or the show that accurately depicts what we do every day. But I'm going to pivot the question a little bit in that there's a show that I still use the touchstone for the type of work environment that I want to help create and that the way that I think people should approach their job. And going back a little bit here, so young folks are going to have to find this on Netflix, but the early seasons of The West Wing are just so great. And the culture that existed in that show where you had really smart, and passionate people who really cared for each other, bring their best every day, the fact that they focused on results, 
but did it in an intellectual fashion. The fact that they debated key points of view, the fact that they dealt with each other in a very personal, but also in a professional way. It wasn't just a bunch of buds in the office goofing around. It was folks that really balanced a work hard, play hard environment. And so I know it's fiction. I know it's aspirational. But that, to me, is a North Star for what a work environment really should be. And I think young people can learn from that show about how to bring that right balance of aggressive intellectualism with humility and caring and professionalism to the workplace. And I'd recommend everyone watch it. I love that. And I also love that you didn't say Mad Men. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, that's a little dated, I think, as far as depicting the advertising industry these days. Yeah. You could have said, you know, Mad Men, we're the opposite of that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Final espresso shot, Rick. What would Java junkies be surprised to learn about your profession? I think how much work really goes on behind the scenes. When you're on the receiving end of digital marketing, it just seems to happen effortlessly. And modern technology has done this in lots of areas and lots of fields. It makes these very complex processes appear elegantly simple. But behind each one of those elegantly simple solutions are lots of people working really hard to untangle really complex problems. So don't enter the industry if you're looking to just push a button and go get a cup of coffee. It is really about digging into the details, trying to find those pockets of opportunity, surfacing insights, and working hard. We spend a lot of time and resource on our end automating as much as we can so people aren't working long and hard. So we try to maintain healthy work-life balance, but it's hard work on the hours that you're in the office. Great insight. Rick, thank you so much for making Time for Coffee today with me and the Time for Coffee community. I think your industry is fascinating and I think it sounds incredibly exciting. And I have no doubt that many young people will consider it now that they've had the opportunity to hear some of the insights from you. Thanks, Andrea. It's been a real pleasure being here. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.